What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Weekly D Show, where the D stands for Deep Dives with Dalton. I'm your host, Dalton Leno, and I'm coming at you guys with another episode this week. We have an interview episode, which I'm super stoked about. You don't have to listen to me ramble on about some thought that's going on in my mind. So this one's going to be a little bit more fun for you guys. But uh, before we jump into the episode, just want to say thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate the support. If you guys aren't following me on Instagram, please head over there. Follow me there, dlano.93. If you guys aren't subscribed to the show, subscribe on all podcast platforms, wherever you guys are listening, it would be greatly appreciated. And then lastly, if you want a little bit more from me, you can sign up for my weekly newsletter. Um, You can do so in the show notes below or through my bio on Instagram. And uh, yeah, so enough of that stuff. Let's uh, let's dive into our episode today. So I'm super stoked to have Tony Reyes on the podcast today. I'm going to give you guys a little insight into how I met him or came across him. Um, so we uh, we met through Instagram. Seems to be the way you meet people these days. But uh, I came across Tony's page um, when I started following and, and consuming some BPN. Uh, supplements and content. Tony is an ambassador for BPN. So I came across this page and, and uh, instantly became fascinated by his story um, through his weight loss journey. And then I had the pleasure of connecting with him through uh, mutual friend, Joe and Sam, who are both on this podcast. If you guys have listened to that. So I'm excited to have Tony on to talk about his, his story um, and to dive into all that. So Tony, welcome to the show. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Sorry, there there seems to be some type of emergency in my neighborhood. I don't know if you can hear the sirens going on, but it's super loud over here. It's always like perfect timing, you know. I know, I know, man. I'm sorry. I, I, I you know, I try to coordinate all the emergencies. I let them know we were recording the podcast. <laughs> I know. And, and it's- honestly, it's very selfish of whoever <laughs> whoever's going through that. <laughs> totally. Uh, so we'll fight through it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony, why don't you why don't you kick it off? I, I do I have some ideas of how I want to to go through your story, but I think maybe having you just like do a little introduction, just so people can get some context uh, to kind of who you are, and then and then we'll dive into the into the story. For sure, yeah. So um, I used to be four hundred and six pounds, um, and uh, I, I was I was pre diabetic. I had sleep apnea. I was like you know I was twenty eight, and I felt like I was sixty eight. Like it was just it was really really bad. Uh, my health was rapidly deteriorating. And then I had a, uh, my first uh, son, my firstborn son, uh, Ryder. And after he came, I was just like, I had like a renewed, um, you know, mindset to just, to just uh, live longer. Basically, <laughs> that was like at the heart of it. I just wanted to be healthy. I wanted to live longer. And so, uh, you know, I have a, had a, a long history of family members in the past, uh, dying because of obesity related, you know, issues. And so, uh, so I didn't want to go out like that and I made a change and I, I started losing weight. And, uh, I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of who I am. I've, I've lost a significant amount of weight now. I'm at about 150 pounds down and, uh, I am currently training for a, a triathlon later this year. So I'm, uh, I'm always, I'm always moving forward. I'm trying to, trying to always get better. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it. I mean, you have a lot in common with our current fitness goals. I know you ran your first marathon uh, early this year, I'm pretty sure. Right. And then you're, or was it la- end of last it was, year? It was right year? at the end of last year. Yeah. yeah. It was, uh, December last year. And then, uh, you know, gearing up for a triathlon, I'm in the, I'm in the same spot as well. So we can, we can definitely chat a little bit about that, but I wanted to, uh, do you find that like, and this is something that just popped in my head. Do you find like your identity is now very surrounded by this 
406 pound like starting point in weight loss because i've heard you on some podcasts before and it's like kind of it's kind of how you you, you open up and i know it's a massive part of like the story and the yeah. conversation but do you feel like you're you, you know you're you're tied into that now a little bit it's weird um i don't in my personal life you know in my personal life i have so many other things that are completely non-related to weight loss i mean i'm a, i'm a you know son i'm a i'm a brother i'm a, a husband a dad that takes up so much time and uh, and then you know career-wise I'm a, I'm a creative director for a fitness company and so that keeps me super busy so i really don't feel like like personally my identity is tied to weight loss but you know on my instagram and on my youtube channel obviously that is what people are um, therefore that is what people, you know, know me for, that's what they, they want from me. Uh, and so, it, but also that's like what I'm passionate about as well, as far as like helping, helping people get started on their journey. So, um, yeah, it is a weird thing though. Identity as I get older, like how, how I identify myself has changed so many times. Like it's, it's just really weird to me, uh, you know, from like early on in high school when I was like, uh, uh, in choir and musical theater and like, and now if you ask anyone on Instagram, no one knows I sing. And if I were to tell my high school self, like, Hey, when you get older, no one's going to know that you're a singer. It's going to be like, Whoa, that's, that is weird. Cause it was so tied to my identity and who I was. And so I feel, I find, yeah, what a great question. I find identity, identity, super fascinating, uh, with what other people tie your identity to and what you yourself, uh, how you identify yourself as well. It's, it's really weird. Yeah. And social media is a weird place, right? Cause it's like a fraction of like what people see and, and obviously like tying it into what your goal with your social media content is. It's obviously, like you said, to like show people your journey, but also encourage others to do it. So I always find it interesting. That's kind of why I went there. And, and my thought around it was like thinking about kind of splitting it up into like chapters in terms of our conversation. Like I know a little bit of like, you know, post your, your weight loss chapter, but like, what was like the early chapter? Like, like what was life like growing up for you? Like those years that kind of, you know, really shaped you into the person that you, you become. Yeah, man, my childhood, I mean, like I've been obese since uh, forever, I guess, you know, like, I, I mean, I remember being called fat in third grade. Um, you know, I, I could, I could tell I was a fat kid back then. So it's like, it's, it's, yeah, it's always kind of been a part of my life. Um, but as far as like childhood goes, like I had a really great childhood. Like I, you know, my parents, uh, you know, hugged me every day, loved me every day. You know, it's like, I, I have really nothing to complain about. I think it was just like a mixture of like, my parents worked really hard. My mom was a nurse. My dad was a, 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 a small business owner. And so he was working all the time you know? And so I was raised by my grandparents for a large part of my childhood. I spent a lot of time at my grandparents' house, which is where a lot of the weight gain kind of came on. You know, Mexican grandparents are always trying to like pass you the next plate of burritos and, and, and tamales and all, and all that stuff, which is great stuff. But, you know, I, uh, that is definitely where I feel like I had no rules as far as food went. You know, I had no like uh, I had to finish the plate that was on my food. It was all the, the food that was available to me was, you know, high in fat and high in carbs. And it just, it is what it is. So uh, yeah. But other than that, I mean, honestly, my childhood was, was, was great. You know, I, I'm very privileged and, and lucky uh, to have the childhood that I had for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I, I can relate a, a bit to you. Like, you know, I grew up, I grew up being obese as well. And like, I've had a little bit of my own kind of journey, you know, obviously not as like, let's say drastic of a change as you, but like, you know, my own little journey, I think we're all on, on our own journeys in our own. Right. Yeah. But uh, I kind of grew up the same way with that identity identity of always being like a fat kid. And it was kind of just the way that it was. And it was, it was something that in the moment I never realized, like didn't really bother me a lot. Like I had friends, I was active, I did stuff, but you know, as I kind of reflect back, I was like, Oh, you know, this did have an impact on like how my, my world was shaped, like growing up. And then similar to you, you know, I'm, I'm half Italian. So I had my Italian grandparents feed, oh. feed me pasta and, oh, yeah. and bread all the time. And, you know, you get food on your plate and then you finish it and you say, you don't want any more, you get one more scoop. So I can definitely relate to, uh, to how that goes down. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely, man. Yeah. That's, uh, and that's just the way it goes. That's just the way it goes with our, uh, with grandparents in general. Yeah. I'd be curious though. Like, you know, obviously you were, re- you, you, well, maybe not obviously like, you, you know, were you recognizing that you're climbing up in weight, that you're continuing to be become more unhealthy? Like what was that process like? Cause I feel like people can, sh- can like not, they can struggle a little bit with seeing like, well, how does someone get to this point, you know, and let themselves right, go. Right. That's a great point. That's a really great point uh, or, or a great insight. Cause yeah, I mean, it, it's hard for people to understand like, whoa, you were, uh, you know, I was 406 pounds. So it's like, how does someone let themselves get to 400 pounds? Like that's uh, a, a lot of weight, but it, it's not like it happens overnight. You know, it's just like one of those things that it just, it's a little bit at a time every year you're, you know, going up a little bit, uh, a little pant size here, a little pant size there is things like, you know, clothes rip or go out of fashion. Like you get new clothes, but instead of buying the same size, you're buying the size up. So you don't really notice it. It's very sneaky that way. Um, and it just happens. It just happens. I mean, like I remember being uh, in, I don't remember what age, but I was young and, you know, my, my dad telling me, Hey, listen, if you, you know, if you lose some weight, like I, I like I'll get <laughs> this sounds bad, but um, I he meant well. It was like <laughs> you know he's like you know if you lose weight, I'll get you a uh, a go kart. Um, and and it's like tying tying um, you know reward and, and like oh like your validity or, or like you're you're a good kid now because you lost weight. So here's a go kart. Um, by the way, never got that go-kart because I never lost weight. Um, but you know, it's just like one of those things that's like, oh, I must have a problem because like I, my dad's telling me I need to lose weight so I can get a go-kart. You know, my mom telling me stuff like, Hey, listen, like you're at a size, uh, I was young and I was at a size 40 pant and my mom telling me like, you, I can't buy you bigger sizes than this. We need to, you know, get under control. And then of course it's like, no, I just need 42s now. And, uh, and up and up and up, you know? Um, so it, it's, it does not happen overnight and it's not like there's some like, Oh, here's the day that caused me to lose, to gain all this weight. It just happens, man. It just happens. And if you're not careful, you know, it can happen. It can happen to us Not Like we've lost weight. Um, it can easily happen to us, you know, uh, moving forward. Like it, it is, it's, it happened to me after the marathon, like after I got, I got injured and, you know, I, I just like, I wasn't running as much because of my foot, but I, my calorie intake didn't change. And so it was just a little bit of a calorie excess. And I, I put on 15 pounds 
And it's like, hey, man, where did this 15 pounds come from? Because I'm still out in the gym killing myself every day. I'm still getting after it every day. But it's it's very easy to slowly put on uh, on weight. And so, um, yeah, man, it's it happens. It creeps up on you. Yeah, for sure. And it's interesting you talk about time, like, you know, your dad talking about rewarding you with the with the go kart and. Um, I've never said that before, by the way, that I just remembered that. And it's like, man, I wonder what that did to me. <laughs> and, and that's kind of what I wanted to like touch on. Like, obviously that's a tie to like an external reward. Right. But, and, and I want to get into, you know, you obviously trying many times to make this change, but yet failing. Right. So, oh, yeah. you know, oftentimes we, we attach a lot of this weight loss stuff to like external rewards, um, in hopes of that, like, you know, driving us to lose weight. But for me personally, and I'm assuming with you, there's, there's a deeper meaning, a deeper why behind that drive. And I think once you figure out what that purpose is, that can really allow you to like excel into the next like realm of your journey. So I'm curious to hear like first, you know, what were some of those things you struggled with or why did some of those failures you think occur early on? And then what was maybe that, you know, deeper why that eventually kind of transitioned you to, to dive into where you are now. And maybe there's not one thing, but I'd be curious to hear that. I mean, the, you know, my, I mean, like the one thing this to answer the second part of your question is like, you know, my son, like my having, having a kid like completely changed the game for me because like, you know, like I said, my dad worked a lot, you know, to, to provide the, the life that my sister and I got to have. There's pros and cons to that. You know, you, you don't, if you're working a lot, you're not around your kids a lot. And so um, I wanted to be around for my kid. I wanted to be around for my, for my son. And so, uh, that was a huge, huge motivator for me. I mean, it, it was like, like <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't matter what it, it takes for me to get this done. I need to be around for my son. I need to be here for him. Um, and if I don't like, I could have, I, I, my, I mean, like my doctor was saying, I could have had a, a, a heart, some type of heart episode of some type in my thirties. And I was 28 at the time. And I'm like, how am I gonna, you know, this is crazy. Like, I, I have to make a change. So yeah, for me, it was just, you know, wanting to, to be around longer and, and and knowing that, you know, I know how it felt to have my dad gone a lot. And uh, if I was just gone forever, because I died early, like, bro, that's not acceptable. I can't do that to him. So um yeah, it was it was it was mainly that. that that's my big my big driver. And then, you know, obviously there's a lot of personal things as well. Like I want to reach my full potential. I want to see what I can do for myself. So it's like he's the spark. My son was the spark to get me started. But now it's like there's so much else that I've now that I started experiencing like what life could be like, um, not at 400 pounds. It's like, man, I, I can do all kinds of things. I did a marathon. What else? What else can I do? You know, I did a Spartan race. What else can I do? it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a cool place to be. And it's an, and it's addicting place to be. Cause I just, I just want to keep seeing what else I can do and just keep working for, for new things. But that wasn't always there though. Was it like, do you feel like that those drivers, like, do you feel like those, those stories started to shift as you started to honestly change by the sounds of it, your whole mindset? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I changed, I changed my whole mindset. None of that was there. I just kind of given in like I just kind of given up like uh, 
I, I remember vividly thinking like, I'm just going to be fat for the rest of my life. I'm just going to be the fat guy. I'm going to be obese and I'll probably have a heart attack in my forties or my thirties. And like, I just like accepted that, which is so weird that a person could do that. Uh, because I, I don't know, I just didn't have the love for life, I guess that I do now, um, back then. And so, yeah, I, no, those, those kind of thoughts weren't always there. So it was definitely a mindset, a mindset change, uh, which was, you know, a large part of my son, but also just reading, reading self-help books, which I never did before. You know, I just never really took into account how much, uh, you know, negative self-talk I had, how much work I had to do on my own self, on my own mental game that I never, I'd never done that before. You know, I started meditating. I read uh, David Goggins' Can't Hurt Me. I read Jocko Willinks and Leif Babin's Extreme Ownership. I read the 13 things the mo most successful people do. Like, I, I just read all this, all these books. I like, I, I mean, I just, I had never really read before, uh, you know, since school. And I read like 15 books in a row, just like consuming all this like self-help. And, and, and I realized how much work I had to do on my own mental game. Yeah. And, and you know, what's awesome about, about you speaking on that and then, you know, even just obviously seeing the work, um, pay off through, through like your documenting of your journey is like, it just shows people that like you have the, the choice, um, to make, and you can take control of this if you want to one identify it and then, then put in the work to, to kind of get there. And it's not easy. It's not easy for you to accept those things. It's not easy for you to go out of your way to like read these books that are basically, punching you in the face and, and telling you everything that you're not doing, you know? And I think by sharing those things people can see like, you know, there is hope for, for them if they want to make that choice, even though that choice, you know, sometimes isn't, isn't easy. Most of the time is not easy. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely your choice. It's definitely your choice. And that's the hardest truth to accept. You have to look at yourself in the mirror. I, I talk about the mirror a lot. Uh, because that is where I spent most of my time hating myself was just staring at the mirror. And so it takes a lot of those, you know, tough conversations where you're just looking at yourself and you're like, I hate myself <laughs> and I hate where I've let myself get to. How, how do I navigate not hating myself? What can I do for myself to get to myself to a point where I don't hate myself? And for me, that was taking care of myself and feeling like, I was participating in my life, you know, and not just like giving up to being like, well, I'm just going to die early. So bring me another pizza, you know, and that's, uh, that's a tough pill to swallow to that, 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 that hard truth of like, this is your fault. Given all the childhood stuff, all that put all that stuff behind you, because that's behind you at this point, it's on you. And it's either going to be on you to change it or on you to just keep going. And so, it, yeah, that's the that's a tough conversation. But I had to have that conversation multiple times and still have to have that conversation with myself multiple times. Mm. It's not uh, I just I didn't just make up my mind. It's like, oh, everything's easy now. Now I'm relentless. And now I just keep going. I, I, you know, I just show up every day. It's like, no, I, I had to talk myself into my workout today. You know? Yeah, that's a key thing to highlight, man. I'm glad you brought that up. And then I want to touch on those words relentless because something that was super awesome um, 
to see that in your documentary and it really, really stood out to me. And, and obviously you did a great job of putting this together, but just really truly showing the change in how you speak about yourself. Like you went like, you know, starting off talking about being in this dark place and how you viewed yourself like as like kind of this weaker person or not the man that you wanted to be to then like, there was a point in your documentary where I don't know if it was after a run or something. And you were like, just repeating that, like, I'm relentless. And you, you said it multiple times with like some intent, man, it got me super hyped. Like, you know, you get those chills going when, when people, you can tell the emotion was there and it's just cool to see the shift from like where you were to then saying like, I am relentless. Like you were defining yourself as that. That's, that's a cool thing. I would love to hear a little bit about how that term came about and how, how you kind of got to that point. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I think like I listened to some interviews with, uh, with Muhammad Ali and he was, he would always talk about how, like, you know, he's, the, he's the greatest, he's the greatest, you know, uh, all, all this stuff. And, uh, in, in interviews after he retired, he would, he would say like, I would say all that, all that stuff to myself. Like, I'm not, I wasn't saying I'm the greatest because I actually believed it. I, I, I was saying that to try to talk myself up, to try to make myself believe that I was the greatest. Cause I didn't feel like I was the greatest. And I feel that man, like, you know, obviously I'm not nothing compared to freaking Muhammad Ali, but, but like, uh, you know, having that mindset of just telling yourself over and over and over again, you are something eventually you will be that thing. I, I, I feel like it, that's the that's the biggest um, strength that I've unlocked from this entire journey is the power of the shit you say to yourself, positive or negative. It, it is it will absolutely control you. And if you don't, uh, you know, hone in on what you're saying to yourself on a constant basis, that will destroy you or it will make you succeed. And and for me, I just I just needed a phrase that I could, one was quick and easy because I just needed a, something to hit me to get me to that point of, you know, saying no to the, to the bad food choices or, you know, saying yes to the workouts, something that I could just like, like key into quickly. Um, and so I just, I, you know, honestly, relentless has been a, a word that I've loved for a long time. And, uh, it just, it just kind of worked. It just kind of came about naturally one day, you know, I was, I was on a run and I was repeating to myself, like, I am unstoppable. I am powerful. I am unbreakable. I am relentless. And when I said I am relentless, I felt like, oh shit, like that hit me different. And like, it, from then on, I was like, that's it. I'm, that is who I am. That is my word. And even if I don't believe it, which I don't, most days, I, I, when I, when I wake up in the morning, I don't wake up thinking I'm relentless. Let's go. I wake up like everyone else. Like, like, God, this sucks. I'm tired. I want to hit snooze. I don't want to get up right now. I like, I just want a little more sleep, like whatever. I, I don't feel like doing it today. But then, you know, you take a second, you say to yourself, like, what did you say you were going to do? aren't you are the guy that keeps saying you're relentless to yourself, right? Like a psychopath. You're always, I'm relentless. I'm relentless. We'll prove it. Get up, go do it. And it's like, that is what helps me. And that's why I repeat it so much because I'm talking myself into being relentless. I don't, you know, I don't buy into it all the time. I, I have to continually repeat myself. So that way, hopefully if I repeat it enough, I get up and I go and, and do the thing that I said I was going to do. 
Yeah. I love it, man. It's so powerful to have that. It's like your self accountability for yourself, you know, and it is crazy how like the stories you start telling yourself or this person that you, you know, start to create in your head of who you are, like you start to become that. It's like, if you're, if you're someone who does, doesn't miss workouts, like you're, you're someone who does not miss workouts. Like when you think about not wanting to get up to that workout, you're like, Oh, but bro, like you, you literally don't say you don't miss workouts. Like, how are you not going to go do this workout? Like I, I I'm on board with that. I think that that, um, is definitely something that I use to, to keep myself accountable for sure. Um, I'm curious to hear, like, was there a point in your journey where you hit this, like this momentum or this wave or the shift where you're like, all right, bro, no matter what happens from this point forward, like I know that I'm never going to go back to where I was before um, in, in in your journey there. Yes. Uh, after I, after I, I ran my six mile run at hunting at Huntington beach, I, and it's, it's just six miles, but this was the furthest I'd ever ran my entire life. This was last year, probably about a, a year ago now, um, when I, when I did this. And, uh, so it was my first six mile run ever. I was at Huntington beach and it was, it was on the training plan like today because I was training for a half marathon and I was like, today you need to run six miles, but it was cold and I had worked a long day and it was raining. I mean, it was pouring outside and I just like, I was like, I'm not gonna, you know, and it's, you know, prime COVID season. So the gyms are closed. It's like, I'm not going to run anywhere if I don't run outside, but you know, there's six miles on, on the ticket. I don't want to do it, but it's like, I have to, it's one of those things where I keep telling myself, like, I am relentless. If, if, if someone who says they're relentless is actually relentless, are they really going to let some rain stop them are they really going to let it's a little cold outside and oh you worked a long day like boohoo like well you're not going to go do your the thing that you said you're going to do so it was that night when i when i finished that six miles and it was in the you know a short part in the video and i probably could have featured it more because it was a really big turning point for me but i like i just had this like scream i like after i finished this oh, yeah. after this run i just yelled and i have never really done that before i look at it now it's a little goofy but like it meant so much to me in the moment like i just i just had so much like oh i did it and i just had to like yell i don't it was just like a visceral i just had to scream i had to get something out and uh and that that felt that felt incredible it was after that i was like this is it man this is who if i can run six miles in the rain coming with the knowledge of who i used to be the guy that wouldn't even go for a walk with my wife after work because i you know was just too big um after that i was like this is it this is who i am and man i remember i was getting chills listening you talk about that because i do remember that that scene in your in the the movie you put together there and like you can feel that emotion man through that through that scenario and now having you kind of tell that story it's cool it's cool to kind of put the two together um from having watched that so i love that um that 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 feeling of like you know knowing you're not going to go back there and and i don't want to put words in your mouth in the sense of like you know if anything else comes up i feel confident that i can conquer this like that's a powerful feeling to have do you do you continue to to see that like translate into other areas of of your life Definitely. I mean, and, you know, it's a good feeling, but it also has been, it was a little, it's a little dangerous now, like, cause I, because I got injured, um, you know, I feel like I got comfortable with like doing, you know, 
oh, I'm never going to go back. Well, you can't just say that, you know, you have to back that up with like, you know, legit, uh, like whether I was like tracking or, you know, making sure like checking on my macros, my calories, you know, how, how intense am I working out? Am I working out enough? Am I working out too much? Am I injuring myself? All that stuff to where it's like one day you wake up and, oh, wow, how did I gain 15 pounds back? Like, that's not, where did this 15 pounds come from? You know, that's not supposed to be the guy, the guy that was on the beach screaming would have not accepted this. So, you know, it's hard to, uh, it's a, it's a great thing because when I, when I see that I have the 15, that I gained the 15 pounds, it's like, all right, obviously take your 10 minutes to freak out. And then after that, we're going to come back, we're going to calm down. We're going to get a plan in place and we're going to just start going right back to basics. And it's all good because of that mindset of I'm never going back. So it just, you know, whether I'm up or down for the rest of my life, I'm just going to be focused on that. Like I, I will never go back. I just take it nice and slow, not freak out, not try to like, you know, oh, I'm only eating a thousand calories now or something crazy like that. You know, like I, I, I'll never, I'll, I'll never be that, uh, be that way again. So, um, yeah, you know, and then as far as other, having it go into other means in my life or other places in my life, like. I feel like it is, it has helped a lot with clearing out of the people in my life that maybe weren't like the best influences, you know, when you are trying to do something as big as, you know, change your life from being morbidly obese and run a marathon and, and do a triathlon, like you don't have time to like mess around with people that are like either not about it or that are like, you know, holding you back because the, all they want to do all day, all week is just go drink or just go party or go whatever. It's like, Hey man, like if that's what you want to do more power to you, but I just can't, I, you know, I can't consider you like a part of the close knit circle, you know? So it's, it's helped me with that. And, uh, and, and just trying to like, you know, weed out some of that, some of that, that excess, you know what I mean? That, uh, that maybe you just don't need, um, and, and really focus on the quality of people that you surround yourself with. Um, and, and you know, through BPN, I mean, my God, talk about like a number of people, like everyone in a group, I'm like honored to be, uh, friends with and, uh, they, they, you can all, you can contact any of them at any time and they'll, they'll, they'll help you no matter what, no matter what it is. And so, it's great. It's great to, to surround myself with, with people like that, for sure. People like Joe and Sam. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to comment on a couple of things. Like, I think, I think it was great for you to point out the possibility of like, you know, slipping back and like not being that person that you said, cause I think that does happen. Um, but the one thing that I was hearing from you is like, you have what sounds like these anchors in your life now that you know are going to be there always, you know, and you're always going to fall back on those. And, and I think it's good to have those to hold you accountable. Cause like when you do start to trend or slip away, which is going to happen and, and you recognize that you're like, all right, cool. I'm going to, I see it. I'm going to be mad for 10 minutes or upset or whatever it is. And then I'm going to fall back on what I know is the thing that got me here. And that's like, whatever that is to you. You know what I mean? I think that's super important too. That's why it's important to set, figure out what those anchors are and not just kind of going from whether it be a weight loss program to weight loss program or quick fixes, like truly figuring out what that is, I think is like, you know, super key. And then, you know, it sounds like also like setting a standard for your life, right? Like a standard that you hold yourself to. And if there's other people who aren't, you know, meeting that standard that are pushing you towards that, you know, they probably shouldn't be taking much of your time in your life. And I think those are two massive things, whether it be weight loss or just 
any kind of area of your life to make sure that you're, you know, you're keeping consistent. And then, you know, you mentioned the BPN team surrounding yourself with people who are way, way better, smarter, stronger, driven than you are. Like that, yeah. that just elevates you, you know? Yeah, man, it's uh, it's, <laughs> it's great. You know, like that, that iron chip sharpens iron is, is not, uh, is not a lie that they have helped me so much. Uh, through my through my marathon prep, through my now my triathlon prep, through the 15 pound weight gain, like all that they have been there for, um, you know, and super supportive. It's insane. It's insane. Do you find that it's like, you know, you talked about how in early days you're like, you know, singing and all that stuff. And you're like thinking like, oh, I'll never I would never see myself as like, you know, someone doing like this weight loss thing or this like fitness thing. But now, now you're, you're part of BPN. Your, your job revolves around creating content and filmmaking for like a fitness, you know, a fitness company. Fitness has changed your life drastically from when you started this journey. Like that's kind of got to be like, when you reflect on that, it's kind of got to be a crazy thing. Oh, dude, I reflect on it all the time. Every, every time I meditate, that's like the, the first thing I think of is like how much fitness has completely changed my life. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. I talked a little bit about it when I was on the uh, the Bear Performance podcast, you know, like seeing like sitting across from Nick Bear, you know, when I when I was at my heaviest, I was watching his videos on the elliptical. And like, I mean, like I it's so weird. It is so weird. Uh, because I would have never imagined something like this happening for myself. Uh, and I would have, I just, I never saw this in the cards for me at all, ever, not once. I never, I never really thought I was going to lose the weight. Like I had been, I've been trying to lose weight since I was 12, you know, um, like legitimately like on a diet plan since I was 12, wh wh whatever that was freaking every name a diet I've done it. And, uh, so for me to be where I'm at now, I, I'm very thankful for, but I also know all the work that it took to get here. Just the literal blood, sweat, and tears it took to get here. I'm not giving it up for anything or anybody, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I, I, I refuse. So if, if there's like negative influences in my life, gone, bye, see ya. If there are events or, you know, hobbies that are negatively influencing my health and my family's, you know, relationship, bye, I'll never do it again. Like, it's just like, I am, I am pretty ironclad with that type of stuff. And, uh, and man, I'm just so thankful to, to fitness in general, but the fitness community, like having the community on Instagram, once I started posting every day, uh, cause that's, that's how, when I first started, I, I, I was, I did a hundred days before my son's first birthday to lose 50 pounds. And I posted every single day. And so what's really cool is you, you like, you can scroll back and see, all my, my whole journey, you know, if you want to scroll back through my Instagram, it's all there still. So, uh, you know, the support that I've gotten along the way through Instagram and now, and now YouTube has just been pretty amazing, man. Pretty, pretty amazing. And I never, just never saw it for me. So it's, it's surreal for sure. Yeah, man. That's awesome. It's gotta be such a great feeling. Um, 
what's net like what's what's the next little bit look like for you you know like where 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 do things where do things go from here like what what drives you know i'm, I'm sure like the why there's still like your you know your kid your family all that stuff but you know those other little things that you talked about that are important to you like where do, where do things go from here what's in the cards for tony you know yeah like if i want like if it was just for my son like i'm already at a level where I've, i i'm now i'm no longer pre-diabetic my you know my blood panels coming out uh, you're incredible my doctor's very happy now awesome. um and so like i don't have you know i could just kind of maintain here you know if i wanted to that's not what i want to do uh i there's a lot of people that have talked about this but like i always imagine um you know that the, the day that i die the person like my highest potential self comes out to meet me on the day that I die. And if I, you know, if I haven't gotten anywhere close to that dude, like, man, it is going to be such a hard pill to swallow. Like, it's just, uh, you know, I, I, I just, I, there's too much out there that I want to accomplish, mainly because it's possible to accomplish it now. Like, I, I never thought that way before. I never, I've always wanted to hike the Grand Canyon. I could do it. I could go do it tomorrow. Uh, and so it's like things like that. I, I'll write down in the list. It's like, these are all the things like literally, literally the list is a list of things that I want to do before I die. And, um, that's just kind of how I am operating now. So I'm just like trying to attack that list and, and get through that list as, you know, as much as possible, uh, because, you know, none of us are promised tomorrow. So it's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to waste a single day. Like I, I want to, I want to do a lot and because, you know, that high, the fullest potential version of myself is out there somewhere. And that's, I'm, I'm chasing them. Yeah. Are you, so, so would you say, you know, are you trying to be the best dad, the best filmmaker, the best, you know, I'm just trying to be the best me. That's what, you know, that's like, what I was getting at. Or are you trying to be your, yeah. your best? In the, it's, I'm just trying to, yeah, I, I, I really, I'm just trying to be the best version of myself that I can. Like I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be the best of, of, of any of those things, really. And I can't really worry about that. There's always going to be some dad that like, you know, <laughs> uh, coaches every single game, never misses a single thing and cuts his sandwich, his son's sandwiches into little stars. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just can't like uh, there's there's certain things I'm, I know I'm not going to be able to do. I just I and no matter how hard I try or whatever I do. My, my son's always going to have issues with the way that I, that I parented him, you know, like, like we all will always have that with our parents. I'm just going to do the very best that I can. I know, you know, my dad, uh, the one thing that, you know, my dad told me when I had my son was, you know, don't chase uh, the money, chase your kids. Like he, you know, like he literally wrote it in a book, like uh, that he gave to me was like, you know, it, I regret not spending as much time as I could have with you, you know, Ooh, and it's, yeah. it's a hard thing to hear from your dad, yeah. you know, that, that he's old, like, you know, older now and is like living with this regret of not getting to see as much of my sister and I as he could have. And so for me, it's like, well, that's where my level is. Like I need to, you know, I, I want to do better than my dad did. And he would, you know, he would want that for me. He would want me to do better than he did. And I'm going to want Ryder to do better than I do, you know? And so I, I'm not going to be the best dad or the best filmmaker. I'm definitely not the best filmmaker, but you know, I I'm, uh, I'm working on it. You know, I'm always going to be working towards uh towards the best version I can. I love it, man. I love it. 
Last kind of question here to wrap up. And this is something that I've been, um, I picked this up from some other podcast, but I've been thinking about asking some of, some of my guests, like if you could, if you could sit down with one person, you know, whether that be dead or alive, like who would that be? And then if so, what would be one question you'd like to ask them? Oh, damn. Damn. I'm a history buff. Uh, I, I, when I, before I dropped out of college, I wanted to be a, uh, a history teacher. So that's a tough one because there's so many historical figures that I'd love to talk to. <sighs> oh, man, dude, what a tough freaking question. Do you, who's your, let me, give me, give me some buffer here. This let is me the think classic to flip it on me. And then I'm, I'm gonna I, flip and it I was on like, you. oh, he's probably going to flip it on me. And I'm like, damn, do I even know who I'd want to sit down yeah, and talk to? Yeah. How about that? How about that? Cause I have, okay. I have, okay. Well you go, but I have like three of them, you know, and it's tough. Well, go ahead. Go three then. But it's not the rules. It's, it's true. Cheating. You're right. Okay. okay. It, it is. Okay. I'm going to pick one. I'm going to pick one. Uh, I already talked about, uh, and now I'm going back on my freaking now. Okay, Muhammad Ali. It is what it is. Fine. That's so. I mean, because it's like it's so lame. Like you could talk to anyone in the in in the history of of anything, and you pick Muhammad Ali. But yeah, I, I think I would mainly because he's the most relatable to where uh, I'm at now. I guess I would love to ta- talk to Abraham Lincoln though. Oh, I would love to talk to Abraham Lincoln. Uh, I'd love to talk to Genghis Khan. What a psychopath that guy was. That's an interesting, that's an interesting one. Psycho. Yeah. Psycho. Not a, you know, not a good guy. (laughs) Not a, not a good, there's a lot of, a lot of bad things that in his, in his uh, wake, but uh, it would still be an interesting conversation for sure. Anyway, I'm going to go Muhammad Ali. I think to me, Muhammad Ali has always been someone who is like, that next level human that is like this, like, like he's, it, he don't, he almost doesn't even seem real, you know? Um, and with all of the, I guess, you know, injuries that he sustained over his careers and then like how, how he died and how, how weak he was at, at towards the end, you know, how, how his body was just so weak at the end, like, I would just love to talk to him about that and like the contrast and how, you know, how he is mentally able to handle being the guy, the, the rumble in the jungle, the, the greatest, you know, float like a butterfly sting, like a bee guy. And now he's sitting by himself alone, shaken like that to me is like, Oh, it kills me. It kills me to think about that. The contrast there. So I guess, yeah, I would love because I mean, he's, he's experienced the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Like what, yeah. what is that like for a person? That would be, that would be an interesting perspective to get for sure. But, uh, so who's yours? <laughs> I, I was thinking about this. I would say, and, and one thing, I, you know, there's probably a handful of people that I would want to want to talk to, but one that comes to mind and it's something that I kind of regret, like, you know, thinking about regrets now is not asking, but like, you know, my grandfather passed away um, and he was an immigrant from, from Italy here and, you know, didn't have it easy, you know? And I, and I would, I would love to ask him like, you know, what, what was that driving force behind that, the success he had that and like, you know, how did he continue to, what was, what was continuing to push him to, 
go through all the hardships that he went through. You know, I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Um, it's definitely somewhere where I would go with it. That's a great one. Ooh, that's a great one. Dude, I just thought of another one because I have this book on my on my desk that is an incredible book if you haven't. The Emperor's Handbook, Marcus Aurelius. I haven't read it. Dude, bro, you got to read this book. It's so good. Uh, it's 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 a it's all on stoicism, but uh, it Mar Marcus Aurelius would be an incredible one as well. Uh, but if you need an introduction to that book, The Daily Stoic mm -hmm. is another book that I love that has actually really helped me along my weight loss journey. That that book has helped a lot. And it's short. It's very digestible. You know, it's, The Emperor's Handbook's a little heady because it's it's in Marcus Aurelius's words, whereas The Daily Stoic, uh, Ryan Holiday takes the teachings from all these different Stoics of, of the past and like put them together. So it, it's easy for my dumb brain to read. So I'm with you. I'm with you on that, man, bro. Yeah. I need some help. I need some help. So it, uh, it's a really good book though, for sure. Awesome. Well, Tony, man, I don't want to take too much more of your time. I appreciate you coming on. Um, why don't you leave, uh, leave where people can find you on Instagram, your YouTube, like I highly encourage people to go check out the, uh, the documentary you did on your marathon journey, but, uh, let them know. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, Focus Fight Finish on all platforms. And the uh, documentary is called Obese to Marathon, uh, a weight loss documentary. And uh, that just hit like 130,000 views, which is insane. Congrats, man. Because most of my other videos have like 100 views. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's a little nuts for me. Uh, but yeah, no, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Uh, this was great to talk about and really honestly talk about a lot that I I've never really even talked about before. So it was kind of nice. So awesome. Great, great, great interview, man. Thank you. Cool. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, Tony. I'm glad we got to uh, connect. Like I said, I've been admiring your story from afar for, for a while now. And uh, these conversations are, are more, you know, I want to get it out to the people, but also keeps me hyped up, keeps me going, keeps me pushing forward. So I uh, definitely appreciate the time and who knows, man, maybe one day our paths will cross in, in the real world and we can uh, get a workout in together. I'd love that. I'd love that. Awesome. Cheers.